Pat Reese. Jason, how are you? Good, mate. I'm uh, I'm probably a little bit fat myself at the moment after two weeks holiday, mate. A bit of uh, binge drinking and binge eating, so yeah. Got that Sydney tan. Yeah, the Bondi no. look. Uh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll get to Sydney and Bondi in that in a minute, but um, I actually did get a bit of a tan. I think I might have got that um, from uh, beating you at golf a few days ago, mate. I don't recall that at all. No. I recall carrying you in a 2v2 uh, game and we used 90% of my shots. I think we remember that very, very differently. I think uh, yeah. if just there was... like your team, the Knights, were going to be the premiers this year. Yeah, just... You are delusional. Don't kick a dog when it's down, mate. Let's just try and leave the Knights' misery out of this for all the fans' sake. Um, but, uh, yeah, mate, she's... Such a um... good week. They're on the bottom of the ladder. Yes, they are. Um yeah, let's just not talk about the Knights. Let's just let's just move on from that, mate. Let's just, we'll get to them later. Let me let me just try and think about good times, which was my holiday, the first holiday I've had in six years since moving to Brisbane. It was a good trip. Let me hear about it. Yeah, mate. Went to Sydney for a week. Um, went and checked out a few places I hadn't been before. Went to Cronulla, uh, like I told you. Went to the the Sharks Manly game. The Sharks turned it on and were up thirty two nil in the first half, and then Manly came back a little bit in the second half. But the game's pretty much over. Yeah, it was an interesting. Went out to Northies for a bit of a pre game palmy. Shit palmy. Like, i got to say, anyone who's in Cronulla and goes to Northies, it's a pretty bad palmy. I don't rate that one at all. Um, no palmies from a man that just eats palmy. Pretty much. I probably ate about 12 palmies in two weeks, and uh, that was by far the worst one. It was – you would have got a better schnitzel just from the Woolies Deli, I reckon. So, um, yeah, don't recommend – Well, if you want a good palmy, get out to um, Alligator Creek Bowls Club. Oh, they do to a Woolies palmy. Mate, <laughs> 99% of the people listening to this podcast have no idea where Alligator Creek is. So, um, Yeah, well, if you're in the, in the vicinity, just search it up. Get yeah. there for a palmy. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, mate, uh, Bondi. We started the first few days in Bondi. It was, um, it was a bit crap, to be honest. The first day I went there was nice and sunny, plenty of people around. The next two days were a bit overcast and rainy. And then on Friday, before we went into the city, uh, everything was shut. Everyone just decided to shut early for the long weekend, um, for Anzac Day weekend, and uh, yeah, me and Jeff were the, me and Jeff were the only people walking around in Bondi. Like we're trying to find somewhere to have brekkie before heading into the city, and uh, <laughs> there was nothing open. It was pretty pathetic. So, I'm not too sure what happens in Bondi. They just must not open on uh, on Fridays when it's bad weather or something. So. Um, yeah, right, eh? Yeah, but uh, one place I did enjoy, mate, Manly. Never been to Manly before in my life. Uh, had never really been told anything about Manly, apart from that they have a football team at Brookvale Oval. But um, I now see why Daly Cherry Evans turned down that 10-year deal at the Titans because they basically have Burley right there in Manly in Sydney. It's um, yeah, it's a nice bit of paradise there at Manly. Uh, I took me by surprise, caught the ferry over just before lunchtime. I thought we'll just go over there for a lunch and a drink and uh, I think we ended up catching the 1am ferry back to uh, back to the city. It was um, that good of a day and night. Um, met up with a lot of other Queenslanders who had actually moved to Manly and thought, you know, this is basically Queensland in Sydney and um, yeah, I've got to say, mate, the next time I go to Sydney, I don't think I'm going to be staying in the Sydney, uh, in the city. I'll be, uh, I'll be staying out in Manly by the beach. It was phenomenal. Yeah, right, eh? Mm. Keep that in mind next time I go down there. I might bump into the best half back in Queensland. Who, Jay Clifford? Um, <clears throat> when we uh, oh, Ubers as well. I, I'm over Ubers. I don't know if anyone else has realised about Ubers lately, but every time I go to order an Uber 
and it even has happened here in Brisbane, I get about five or six cancellations before I actually get one. Um, so is your photo on the, on the Uber app? It is, mate. Yep, I'm looking ripped. You do look a bit dodgy. Oh, you do mate. look a bit dodgy. Mate. I'd probably cancel too. I've got a 4.94 uh, rating, mate, so uh, I don't get too much higher than that. Um, the city is still a bit quiet from COVID. I realised it was uh, not the Sydney city I'd realised uh, from years past or had experienced. Not but, the hustle um, and bustle? No, mate. Very, very quiet. It was just a few people sort of here and there, but I was walking around the streets kind of by myself a lot of the times. It was a little bit of an eerie feeling, but uh, I mean, it was Anzac Day weekend, but once it got to Anzac Day, it was it was pretty pumping. We spent the, the day out at Paddington there. Yeah, pretty... Uh, two up? Yeah, mate. Played two up for about four or five hours. It was phenomenal. I did wait about an hour to get into this bar. Uh, the name of it even is way from my brain now. But, uh, yeah, mate, it was about an hour wait to get into most of the places in Paddington. But uh, once we got in, mate, it was a, a really good day. Plenty of two up. Um, I was up a little bit and then gladly donated it back to everyone else. So, um, yeah, no, it was a good day still. I didn't mind uh, Paddington on Anzac Day. So, yeah, that was that was pretty much my Sydney trip, mate, for a week. It was a, it was a good experience. So a lot of bars and a lot of beers and oh, so it's Yeah, mate. I've um my bank account is hurting very badly at the moment. I uh spent way too much. I tried not to look at the bank account while I was on holidays. I'm like, no, nah, I'm just gonna enjoy myself. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna be eating tuna and baked beans probably for the next few weeks. So Yeah, we'll get on those noodles because you're saving money for magic Man. True, true. That's right, that's right. Magic Man's next weekend. Oh god. I'm gonna I'm gonna need a loan. Um, mate, I don't know if you saw last week, but uh, Chanel Harris-Tavita played 45 minutes with a ruptured testicle. Kind of a painful injury, I guess. I've never had one, but uh, I'm just assuming it would be a pretty painful one. Uh, Reece, yeah, I've been kicked in the nuts and it hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've, I've, I've been never kicked a few one. times, but uh, yeah, ruptured testicle, that's got to hurt. Uh, mate, when did you last play under duress or, or through some type of injury where you persevered for the team and the boys? The last game I played was a... Rugby union game grand final, right? And the week before, I thought I broke my leg. What? <laughs> I I got a real bad high ankle sprain, oh. and um, did I, did gravy come out? Or yeah, well, it felt like it. Like I was <laughs> I was in that much pain. I I walked off the field, <laughs> and um, the other fellow got hurt at the same time, and he screamed like a bitch, and he got carried off. He mm. was fine. He he played the second half. Mm. Anyway, I was in so much pain. I was like, this is the second grand final I made and uh, I wasn't going to miss it. So I strapped it up, probably three rolls of strapping tape on it and played 15 minutes. It was terrible, oh. me playing, but oh. I had to get out there because the week, the year before I played in the rugby league grand final, well, mm. no, the prelim, won yep. the game, but I tore my tendon in my big toe and I couldn't play. Oh. So I had to play a grand final. I've only ever won a grand final once and it was the one I only played 15 minutes in. <laughs> That's maybe saying uh, something, mate. They uh, they need less of you um, to win the game. Yeah, I can get them there, but I just can't play in the grand finals to win them. <laughs> uh, mate, um, we're coming up to origin time. It's probably about a month away now, I think, game one. Um, any early origin bolters that you've seen that, that could maybe get a run in for either team? For Queensland, I don't think Pong has done enough to make it there, so we have to mm. find someone to replace him. Mm. Um, I don't know who, who that is, Reese Walsh or... Well, yeah, is, I'm not too sure. Is Drinky but, a Queenslander? Because he's had a couple of good games lately. Uh, is he? I think he might be a New South Wales one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think he's good enough to play Origin anyway, but... So, so we'll have to chuck um, Valet fullback. Yeah, we're not putting Val there, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully find someone better than that. He's, AJ Brimson? He's playing pretty good in the centres. 
Yeah, but he hasn't been playing good either. I don't really know. Um, what about the Stags about versus uh, Talakai game from last week? That seemed like there might have been a position available in the centres, and uh, Stags probably won that comfortably. New South Wales don't pick centres to play centre, so they're probably mm. both out of the running for that. They're probably going to have Turbo there and Jack White. Mm. Like, they, they haven't picked a centre to play in the centres for years, mm. unless you pick, like, choose Latrell, but he's a fullback now anyway, so... Yeah, and I don't know if Latrell's going to be back in time. Turbo returns this week, so he looks like he's going to try and get a couple of runs before Origin, so he should be right to go. The media always pump up someone who's played three good games, like Talakai. He's really been nowhere for the last few years, and he's come out this year, he's had a few good games, but come up against Stags the other night, Stags won that battle, I reckon. So, jeez, oh, so talking about people who have three good games a year, Tony Stags. He's been injured last year, you can't play good when you're not playing. Yeah, so. I know, he has, he has. Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, I'll throw. I think there's going to be one or two Cowboys that are going to make a debut this year. Are you going to throw uh, Ruben Cotter there? Cotter's name up, mate. You find me a player who plays harder than Ruben Cotter in the NRL today. Yeah, he's been turning up, and uh, on Ruben Cotter, he is actually a Hume's hero for the week. So well, there you go. Must, We're killing two segments with one stone right. here. All right, okay. Hume's hero, Ruben Cotter, beautiful. Gone to the gone to the front row now. He's gone from like a fourteen to a a backup hooker to now you know playing lock, and now he's uh, now he's in the front row. He's probably the smallest front rower in history, but um, mate, he's. I love him. He is absolutely ripping and tearing every time he's on the field. Yeah, well, he is versatile. Like like I said, you can throw him in hooker, throw him in pretty much any forward position, probably cover a centre as well defensively. Like, he got the most tackles on the weekend. He's got 54 tackles and just kept turning up. Like, mm. every time I watched, we went down and watched it at the, um, at the pub there, and every time you're looking at someone making a tackle, Ruben Cotter's there. Yep. Like, three, four in a row. He just kept turning up. So, and Queensland yeah, will really look for those. Yeah, Queensland will look for those underdog sort of unheralded players. And you know, Jeremiah Nanai has been been playing pretty well, scoring a lot of tries off kicks in that this year. So you'd think he's probably going to spot. I mean, you'd hate to see Kafusi get a spot over him again in the back row. So I'd like to see Nanai maybe get there. I mean, Fafita hasn't been setting the world on fire either. So you'd probably say Nanai probably has already locked one back row a spot on. But yeah, Ruben nah. Cotter, Ruben Cotter at worst, he'd on. have to be a fourteen surely. Yeah, I'm not on Nanai at all. Oh, I, come on. Don't, stop being I, a salty. It, stop being a salty nah, Bronco I supporter. He, I think he's a bit lazy. He scored a, he scored a few tr- good tries off kicks and that, but his numbers aren't as good as any of the other players. Like, oh, like yeah. Ruben Cotter, he's got better numbers than Jeremiah Nanai. And Helam Lukey, Lukey's actually, you look at his numbers there, most weeks they're better than Nanai's as well, so... Yeah, Nanai, six tries in seven weeks. Yeah, no, what else does he do but score tries? That's what It's like you Broncos supporters with Dave Feeder. Oh, yeah, he scored 15 tries last year. What else does he do? Oh, sorry, there's yeah. there's a lot of forwards running Nothing. around scoring 15 tries a season. Yeah, no, that's, that's all right. Yeah, being try scorer is not be all and end all. Nah, you, you, can't, you can't win games scoring tries. I, I just think F, Origin needs effort and he doesn't have it. Cohen Hess makes the team and he gets dropped every time he... Uh, every time after the first game because he just doesn't have the effort of an origin player. So. Yeah, well, he's barely even making the Cowboys run on side at the moment. So, um, Well, once then I start doing a bit more effort in, in games, I'll be happier that he's going to make an origin and debut, but right. not okay. yet. All right, we'll leave it at that. So, Humi Hero, Ruben Cotter, well done. Congratulations, Humi Hero, for the week. <laughs> Could be the- oh, that's actually the wrong button. There you go. Could be the first year, uh, first Humi Hero that's not a half. So it, it, it is. Has gone to yeah. Was he, did he maybe just not watch any footy on the weekend? 
don't know, he's been preoccupied. Shout out, he's just had a new kid. He did. Shout out to Humey. Father for the first time, mate. He, uh, yeah. Finally got the job done. Well, I guess his job was probably in about five seconds, but uh, his missus got the job done, delivered a healthy baby. So congratulations, Shumi, joining the father club. So uh, well done, mate. Anything you want to say for your mate and employee? Congratulations. <laughs> is he is he back at work tomorrow? Or what, what? Oh, no, he'll milk this for a few weeks, I reckon. <laughs> then he's only, only a kid. You see him for next, you see him forever. <laughs> And then he'll uh, he'll most likely just um, get COVID on the end of that, just to extend it a few more weeks. Yeah, and then he'll be popping out another one, so it'll be another nine months and another couple of weeks off work. <laughs> uh, mate, we've got a listener email this week, Gary from Glebe, and he asks, who has been the most improved player this year so far? Well, you're going to say Jeremiah Nenai because you're on his tip. I'm not, but I might have someone else installed from the Cowboys as my most improved player this year. All right, so you've thrown this on me. Most improved player this year, mm. I'll say Nico Hines coming into the mm. coming in at number seven. Yep. Just um, he's come into a new role. He probably obviously played it as a junior, but yep. coming in playing number seven for the first time at NRL level, he's he's taken it with both hands, and he's yeah, I reckon he's been the most improved. Like he was good at the Storm, but he only had to play 14, the 14 role, so only had to really put in 30 minutes every week. And yeah. And he was in a team with minutes this week. Yeah, and he was a team with six playmakers, so it wasn't all on his shoulders. Whereas the Sharks, it's basically do and die on uh, Nico Hines' shoulders. And uh, yeah, he's been a really good surprise this year. For me, yeah, um, so. I've got Tommy Didden. I've got the former Bronco, mate. I I listened to all you moronic Broncos guys the last couple of years and saying Tom Didden was going to be the next best thing and he was going to lead the Broncos. Years going forward, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you're kidding yourselves. I don't see it in him. Then he got picked up by the cows mid-season last year. And I went, my God, you let Clifford go and you're bringing in Deer. And like, that is an absolute downgrade. And, uh, mate, I have absolutely ate my words. Tommy Dearden has gotten better and better each and every week. And, yeah, mate, he, he another guy who just plays well above his weight. He gives his ass off every single week on the field. And, um, mate, the combination with him and Chad Townsend, it's getting really good. They're really starting to mesh and get good chemistry. And they're really feeding it well to the outside backs. And, and everyone sort of, it seems like a bit of a, you know, all-in-one-one-for-all sort of concept to the Cowboys. Everyone's got their role. Everyone's contributing. And no one's really getting in each other's way. And uh, they're playing really good footy at the moment. So, for me, Tommy Didden. I think he's been my most improved player this year. Yeah, well, Tommy Didden, he's effort on effort. So, he, he was always going to make it in the NRL. I'd he just needed a good uh, good bunch around him. And, yeah, he'll turn up for you every week. He's yep. a good little defensive player. And, yep. yeah, the effort is what stands out for me with Tommy Dearden. So, yep. yeah, good pick. Yeah, Tommy Dearden. Well done, mate. Um, so, yeah, thanks, Gary from Glebe. If anyone else has got a, a question out there in the listener world, um, nrl720podcast at gmail.com. Send us a, a question or a shout-out to someone in, in the audience. Uh, mate, before we get into the round nine preview, I've got a few player comparisons for you. Who would you rather, basically, we'll call it. Uh, we'll start off 1994 Brett Mullins or 2022 Ryan Pappenhausen or Pappenhusen. Well, I was four years old when you posed this question for Brett Mullins, <laughs> so I can't really remember him playing too much. I know he was a good player. All right. I know he was a seedster. Yeah. But Pappy's pretty freaking good. Yep. And if Brett Mullins was anywhere close to Pappy, I'd be surprised. Yep. Pappy is killing it. Mm. I don't know. Gus Gould's got this little indicator on um, how he rates players. And Pappy, 
has taken two of those top five spots over the last five years on Harry Rates players. And the only only person to beat him is Tommy Trevojevic, but Pappy's two of the five in those games. So okay. I'd say Pappy must rate pretty high. Yep, and Gus is the god of rugby league, so whatever he says goes. Well, he is. Like he only come in, did one round against uh, on the Bulldogs, and they beat the Roosters. So mm. yeah, he must be the god of rugby league. Yeah, the Roosters team that lost to the Knights, who are on the bottom of the ladder. Two thousand. Well, I'll just say before we we move on, anyone who's like Reese and is. Uh, a year or two younger than me, um, go on YouTube and search for 1994 Brett Mullins highlights because, uh, yeah, that was about as good as football can get, basically. It's up there with Jared Hayne from 2009 and a few other guys who have had some good runs, you know, Tom Lolo in 2017, just guys who had these crazy hot streaks and were just dominating games on their own. That was basically Brett Mullins in a team full of internationals and origin stars. He was uh, he shined the brightest out of all of them that year. It was a pretty crazy season for him. So, uh, yeah. Did he have a mullet? Uh, no, he had sort of the gollywog hair going. He had a bit of a bit of a throw. Yeah, well, Pappy wins just because of the mullet. <laughs> right, about 2004, Willie Mason, or 2022, Isaiah Yao. I much prefer watching Willie Mason than Isaiah Yao. As good as Isaiah Yao is, Willie Mason just brought a bit more energy to a game mm. like when he was on the field he's got his afro he's a big player he's loud he's yeah he's in their face i was there yeah it's more of a finesse player and a, yeah and a thinker where willie mason is just ripped there so to win a game probably was there yeah to watch willie mason sitting on the fence typical reese all right what about 2002 brad fittler or 2022 cam munster oh, i have watched a lot of brad fittler films he was freaking good he was very like good. Picked up at 19 or, or 18 or, no, 17. I think he was playing when he was still in high school. So mm. to be coming in, whatever that was, 92, was it, or 93, something uh, like that? 91, 91 when they won 91. the premiership. But I'm pretty sure he came into the league in like 89 or 90, yeah, as a schoolboy. Well, so go, they like, won they won yeah, the title was, in 91, but yeah. He's freaking awesome. Mm. Um, but Cam Munster's bloody good as well. So I don't know. I'd probably, if Cam Munster goes, goes the whole way this year and wins the comp, yeah, I'm on Cam Munster, but Brad Fitlow in 2002, they went the whole way pretty much on the back of him. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I, it's a toss-up. It is a toss-up. I'll, I'll take Brad Fitlow. Yeah, I'll probably give the nudge to Fiddy, uh, Freddie as well. One last one. We've got a, a, a combo here. So we've got two players for each, all right? So we've got the combination in 2005 of Matt Bowen and Jonathan Thurston. They were pretty much the Harlem Globetrotter Showtime uh, era in 2005 that year they went to the grand final or 2022 Kurt Mann and Adam Kloon oh you're off your head you can't post me a question like this I know it's Matt Bowen Jonathan Thurston they was, they're up there with um, the best of any combination over any sport aren't they yeah I, I, the way I, they could no, be, I, I totally agree each other. I, yeah I totally agree but I, I, I the comparison is them or 2022 Kurt Mann and Adam Kloon like it's you got to give a little bit of thought to it mate they probably need a few meals taken off from Kurt Mann and Adam Clune. Make them work a bit harder. They are struggling at the moment. I'll be yeah. surprised if I make the team next week. All right, that's it. No more Knights talk. Uh, round nine preview, Reese. Let's get into it. Do it. Blockbuster to start the round. Yep, we kick off Thursday night, 7.50, Accor Stadium in Sydney, South Sydney Rabbitohs, Brisbane Broncos. Uh, and we seem to be getting all these games where teams have already played each other. Like, it's the second time. It's happening pretty early in the season. I don't know what... The draw yeah, makers were like doing it. this year, but 
these teams played in round one when everyone was rusty. The Broncos managed to get the win. The Rabbitohs have sort of, you know, had some wins they should have won and then they've had some losses where you're like, eh, they didn't really impress that much. The Broncos seem like they've they've gotten a little bit better in recent weeks. Um, this one will be a tight one. Which way are you leaning? Well, you know which way I'm going to go. Yeah, bunnies, bunnies, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to go for the Broncos. Adam Reynolds returning home. Sure. He will have a point to prove. Mm-hmm. He got interviewed the other day. I watched it and they asked him about how Lachlan Elias took his spot and if he's any good. And mm. Adam Reynolds, he was humble enough and he just said, yeah, no, he's a good player, but he's going to be out to show the kid what, what he's about. Adam Reynolds is going to kick bunnies into the ground. He'll kick they out, He'll kick out on the full a couple of times too. Yeah, that's fine. He can get in the full all he wants. He can do that once or twice a game. but He, he's he kicking, does. Yeah, he does. He, yeah, his kicking's been pretty good other than that. Yeah, okay. He is going to, yeah, he's going to turn around all day. Big loss is paying Hass in this game. We need that forward that's just going to bust him up the middle. Mm. I would have loved him to be in the team when Patrick Carrigan's coming back from injury. So when he was on the field and Patrick Carrigan was coming second run after paying Hass every set, the Broncos were walking up the field, so. Well, you've, it seems but like mate. your back line's kind of sorted. Tamari Martin at fullback there. Um, your centres seem to have come alive. Herbie and Staggs playing a little bit more consistently. Cobbo's on the wing. Tyson Gamble. I don't. Every Broncos fan seems to froth over Tyson Gamble. I don't get it. But um, well, there was a few people off him at the start of the game last week. But as soon as Adam Reynolds went off the field, he stood up and he took the game by the by the balls. And mm-hmm. yeah, he he got the he got the Broncos to win last week. I, I'd say it's not on the back of him, but he definitely got him around the park enough until Reynolds was fit enough to come back onto the park. I'm a bit concerned about this forward pack. Corey Jensen, the coach's son at hooker, Patrick Carrigan, T.C. Rabadi, Jordan Rickey, Kobe Hetherington. A little bit of of an inexperienced light forward pack going against, you know, the likes of Burgess, Cook, Jai Arrow, Cameron Murray. Um, Yeah, I think think that's where the game's going to be won in my eyes. I think... The backs probably probably cancel each other out because the Broncos' backs have been pretty good in recent weeks. Um, the, the South backs have been solid, but I really think the, the forward pack with the South, I think they're going to maybe just get one over the top of your Broncos. Yeah, I think we watched the game the other night against the Man, uh, Manly Seagulls and the Rabbitohs, and I said to you at one point of the game, I said, Damien Cook's about to come alive here and jump out of the hooker, and mm. yeah, he just got around the forwards. They need to shut him down pretty early in the game. They can't let him get out, scoping around, because we don't have a hooker that can do that. Um, Billy, he's all you keyboard warriors want to get off the back of these coaches, Sam, him, Jacob, Arthur, and all that. <laughs> they've done enough to be in the team. They're probably not the best players in the world, have they? but they've done enough to be in the team. Have they? Yeah, yeah. 100%. Okay. Billy Walters, he's been pretty solid every week. He comes on, does the does the hard yards, and I like that Corey Pakes is in there now. Mm. He, brings a, he brings another element to the game, and Corey Pakes gets out. Has a little scope around and gets through a few gaps. Mm. I like it. Yeah, Jakey Granville's sitting on the reserves bench, not doing much for the Cowboys. Maybe you guys can can bring him back. Jake tried to play for the Broncos. He wasn't good enough. Yeah, just ended up beating him in the grand final instead. Um, so your tip, what Broncos one to twelve or thirteen plus? It's going to be tight. Yeah, but I I think the Broncos will win this game. I'll be disappointed if they don't. They need to win it. South thirteen plus for me. I can see the bunnies. I just think that forward pack's going to be all over the Broncos' forward pack and they're not going to be able to get too much momentum. Yeah, Tyson Gamble at six and uh, 
coach's son at nine, I think they're going to get a little bit exposed by an experienced Bunnies team. So I can see well, them. And, then, you know, the fact that they lost to them in round one, they're going to have a little bit of extra motivation as well. It's going to be in Sydney. It's going to be a cold, dewy night. Um, yeah, I, I think I think South actually win this one pretty comfortably. The reason I say the Broncos will go all right, the Bunnies played 11, oh, 12 players the other night and they only just got them at the back end of the game. Mm. I think the Seagulls, if they had 13, they'd, they're walking over the bunnies. I don't think they showed too much the other night. All right, we move on to 6, 6 p.m. on Friday. The Raiders hosting the Bulldogs. Uh, Jared Coker finally makes his uh, return, the captain. So he's back for the Raiders, um, adding some much-needed experience to a very young side. Two teams who have, you know, let's, let's face it, they've struggled this year. Uh, the Bulldogs have shown a bit of life in the last couple of weeks. Uh, Gus Gould finally uh, got down to the boys at training, apparently taught them how to play football, and it looks like they responded. Uh, Reese, which one? Which way do you see this game going? Right, I thought it was going to be Battle of the Spoon, but the Knights taken that out this week. Um, right. I was going to say the Raiders, but they're missing their best player. No, they're missing Jack no. Wyden. Oh, Jack Wyden, okay. Jack Wyden's out. I was going to say, um, Adam Elliott's playing. Yeah, he come on at hooker. is good. Um, Bulldogs get back Josh Jackson. They'll win this game. Oh, but, the Raiders have been absolutely hopeless. Jared Croker's back in for him, and like he's he's been injured in and out. And I don't think he's still right, but they're yeah. really running out of options there. Canberra, yeah. Ricky uh, Stewart, he's pulling his hair out. They've yeah. lost their halves to start the year. Yeah, Anyhow. I mean they've got Schneider and Frawley in the halves. They've got a back rower playing hooker. Um, yeah, yeah. You, it's hard to win in the NRL when you've got. You know, inexperienced backup six, seven, and nine. It's just really hard. Even even as much as the dogs have struggled this year, um, yeah. When you've got second, third string six, sevens, and nines, um, yeah, I can't see you really winning too many football games. Yeah, Ado Carr the other day, he had his abs out again. He scored two tries, so oh, yeah. he's probably going to be in for another another week of scoring a few more. And Matt Burton actually, he kicked one of the best forty twenties I've seen in a while. Cherry does it nearly every week, but. He, Matt Burton kicked a, a 35. So Burton and Flanagan and seems to be working. Flanagan should have been there all year. Yeah. I can't believe he wasn't. He's yeah. a bloody $650,000 halfback. He should have been there a whole year. Yeah. Gus reckons he's holding back, but who is the coach of this club? Barrett or Gus? Well, we all know Gus does. Gus everywhere he goes, whether he was at the Roosters, whether he was at the Panthers, he was always pulling the strings, and I think that's why he ruffled a few coaches' feathers over the years. So, um, I'm going to have to get on the. I'm going to have to get on the buzz and see if he can get a drone at training. Yeah, to see actually who is the coach. Yep, get a drone. Let's find out. Buzzes, buzzes, yeah. all over it. He, he knows how to operate drones. He's he's pretty good. Buzz. Uh, Jake Avarillo in the centres. So he's you know something a bit different. Another experiment by. Uh, Barrett, or is it an experiment by Gus? Yeah, I don't know what the go is with putting halves in the in the centres at the moment, but it seems to be seems to be a thing, and I don't know if it's working, but um, surely they're running out of troops. I don't know why yeah. that's even why he's there. Surely there's another centre there. Yeah, halves aren't great defenders at the best of times, and now you're going to put them out in the centres, which is a pretty important position in defence. So, yeah, we'll yep. see how that goes. But yeah, I think we're both leaning for a, a fairly comfortable doggies win there. Which is something I can't we have. I see it being a very high quality game, to be no, honest. No, it probably will be like fourteen eight or something. Um, well, it could be it could be the other way, and it could be thirty to forty thirty. I don't know, but I just can't <laughs> see it being a really good ball handling game, and there's going to be a lot of errors in it. Ball handling. We've already spoken about 
Chanel Tavita Harris, mate. We don't have to talk about balls again. All right, seven fifty-five at Blue Bet Stadium in Penrith, Friday night. The Panthers, big game against the Eels. The Eels got absolutely walloped up in Darwin by the mighty Cowboys. Um, the Panthers, yeah, what can you say? Defending champs, haven't lost a game, haven't looked like losing one. Yeah, I, I think Panthers probably step up and win this one, probably by about eight or ten points. I don't see them blowing Parramatta away. They'll be... They'll be a little bit smartened after that, that shellacking by the Cowboys. Uh, Dylan Brown's back at 5'8", and the coach has dropped his son, finally. And, um, yeah, I, I think we'll see Parramatta put a, a much better effort up this week. I was looking forward to this game, but then last week, Parra let me down. I thought it would have been a chance for Parra to actually get over the Panthers. I think now, but Panthers are going to get them. They'll have the, the best thing for the Eels this week is Tom Opacek's back in the centres. Uh, Dylan Brown goes back to... 5 eight. and Tom Opechek's a way better defensive centre than mm. a lot of people give him credit for. I think he's yep. got great defence. The Cowboys didn't use him as good as they should have, and Panthers are, at the moment, two-horse race, isn't it? Well, you got to think how, how good the Panthers are going, and Brian Toto's been named at 24 on the reserves bench. Um, they've still got Toto to come back into the team. Well, that's it's pretty scary. Yep. Um, they got one of the most damaging ball runners, and uh, I think he led the, the league in like, hit-ups and metres runs in that last year. So, uh, yeah. They're only going to get better, the Panthers. Yeah, I'll see. I reckon they'll see how Toho goes this week at training, and if he's right to go, I reckon they'll throw him in. Coming in Origin, he needs a few more runs, and if yeah. he wants to hold that spot down, and I can probably give him every chance to do that. It's good to players to get out to Origin a bit more experience, but yep. I think the Panthers this week will be too good for the pa- Paramount Eels. Yeah, it should be a good game, but Come on, give us a margin. I'll say one to twelve. All right. Yeah, same. I think about 12, yeah. I think about eight to ten points. That's what I'll say. Um, yeah. Three p.m. Four Points Park Saturday. Manly hosting the Tigers. Tigers eh, probably a disappointing loss last week to the Dragons uh, after having such a, a couple of good weeks there. Um, Manly, uh, they're now my third team. I love Manly. Uh, absolutely love everything about Manly. The the beaches, the women. Uh, Tommy Turbo's back. It's just all all looking roses for Manly at the moment. Um, I see them probably winning this comfortably now that Tommy Turbo's back from injury. How do you see it? I was disappointed when Tommy's back. I thought he might have had two more weeks out, which would have put him out for the Broncos game. Um, <laughs> now he's now he's going to be in the team and he's going to have a run under his belt, which scares me for next week. But they're going to be too good. Yep. Manly, they're not going to lose this week after going down with twelve players last mm. week. Um, Schuster back as well. He was really big on the edges for him. Yeah. Tommy, oh, Jake Tavoyevich actually in the sheds after the game just blasted the team, mm. uh, not turning up for each other. Even though Cherry's the captain, obviously Jake's the captain of the Fords over there and he takes losses pretty heavily. Mm-hmm. Tigers, yeah, they've had a good good last couple of weeks and as good as Luke Brooks and Jackson Hastings are going, I think Manly are going to be too strong for them there at 3 o'clock on Saturday. Yeah, I can see them... Uh... I can see him probably racking up some points, to be honest. Uh, definitely get on the 13-plus for that game. Yeah, I'm with you there. 5.30 on Saturday afternoon at BB Prince Stadium up in Mackay. Is that the makeshift stadium that they make up in Mackay? Um, the Sydney Roosters, I guess they're hosting the Titans in Mackay. Um, it's kind of an away team, away game for both teams. Uh, the Roosters, very in different form this year. Um, I'm not really sure what's going on with that team. The Titans... Weirdly, we're pretty competitive and good against the Panthers. They had a few sort of bad referee decisions, I thought, go against them, which could have uh, led the game to maybe being a different result. But 
they ha- they actually showed some resilience and some defense for once, which is something you don't usually see with the Titans. They only allowed the Panthers to score 18 points. But, um, yeah, how do you see this one going, Reese? Well, Fafita's out for the Titans. Not that much of a loss this year, I don't think. Um, Get off him. Get off he, him. Yeah, he's, what's he got this week? I think a knee or something. I think he's out for a couple of weeks, which plays into the Roosters' hands. Roosters um, have been, yeah, not up to scratch this year. No. They've got... They've still got Sam Walker, Luke Keary, mm. like Tedesco. Um, what's, what's missing? Them, what is missing with that team? Because just even watching them this year, even in wins, it's just like there's, I don't know, there's something something weird about that team. I don't know what's going on. Like they don't seem to be really dominant They don't seem time. to get forward enough. Like they're not beating mm. the other other forwards on the other side. Sam Walker, he's got, oh, he's he's a great player. He's got, throws some intercepts, but, and he gets mm. another one on the weekend. Yeah. He got that Harvard Bridge pass that hardly ever gets over the top of anyone. Yep. If Joseph Suwali's leg stays in on the on the siren last week, they they score that they score that and win the game. And Bulldogs were talking getting rid of Trent Barrett. Now we're talking the bull, the Roosters are terrible. So they weren't into the game too much, and they did lose to the Bulldogs. Mm. But they're not losing to the Titans. I can't see it. The Titans have been terrible this year. Yeah, I had them up there as. Well, you watched that documentary last year. They had building the Titans, and they looked like they were going to be they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. They made the finals last year. You thought this could be the year they start doing something, and it's just the Titans of old. Just on the Roosters quickly, I, I yeah, one of the things that's weird, Sam Walker and Luke Carey. I don't I don't know. Neither of them really. I've never been a huge fan of either of them. Um, Carey, <laughs> I think, has always been someone who's just sort of. You know, when he was at South and now at the Roosters, he's he's always had like a star-studded team around him. But I've never really seen Kiri as a guy that is a difference maker in games. And I'm just not sure if he's ever going to be that type of guy, especially coming off such a serious injury for a year. Um, I really liked Drew Hutchinson last year. I thought that was part of why the Roosters looked so good with all their injuries they had. Drew Hutchinson, I thought, was, yeah, I thought he was phenomenal at, in, in a lot of the games last year. So... Um, I don't know. I don't know if there's a bit of a mix-up with the halves. Maybe Drew gets a little bit more playing time or maybe you drop one of the halves. But I think they're probably two or three more sort of, you know, kind of iffy losses away. You know, if they lose this game to the Titans, I could definitely see maybe some sort of um, shake-up happening there. But, yeah, with the Titans, yeah, I, yeah, who knows? Like I said, if, you, if you've got a whole team that's like pretty much under 24, 25 years of age in the NRL, you're not going to win too many games. Yeah, Tino's a young captain as well, and much effort he's put in the last couple of weeks. He, his team's not going with him, mate. They seem to drop their head too easy. And yeah, they just don't seem to get up for the games. It's just well, that comes up to experience, you know. There's no old heads in the team to sort of steer them, and you guys to really show them the work ethic, you know. Like when a few things go against them, like you said, they drop their heads, they sort of lose motivation, and they don't care. And that's what happens when one to seventeen are all a bunch of young guys who haven't been through the wars and been through the trenches before, and they don't have the old heads to sort of steer them around the park. So, yeah, the Titans—they're definitely one of those teams that looks like, unless they get some experienced guys in the next year or two, they're probably like three or four years away from. They've definitely got the talent. They just, yeah, they don't have the experience to really compete with all these um, top eight teams. They were winning at halftime against the Panthers, which is no mean feat. Like they stuck in there. They got. They got that done, but 40 minutes isn't going to win your football games, and it just shows again that the Titans aren't there for 80 minutes. Yep. 7.35 on Saturday. It's a bittersweet game for me, my two teams, the North Queensland Cowboys, hosting the Newcastle Knights. Uh, I can't lose, but I'm pretty sure there is going to be a big loser in this game. Um, 
Yeah, this is usually a game I look forward to each year, but uh, I don't think this one's going to be competitive at all. The Cowboys have been absolutely on fire of late. I did not see that performance against the Eels last last week happening. Uh, I thought the Eels were going to win and probably outclass the Cowboys, but um, fair to say they kind of pumped them really in the end. Uh, Drinky at fullback seems to have gotten a really good combination with Dearden and Townsend now. Valentine Holmes has found a, a place in the centres. Peter Hicku, I think you mentioned it to me, he, he's basically like a... Uh, Paul Bowman 2.0, just absolutely rock solid in defence and just doesn't make any mistakes in attack. Ruben Cotter, I think he's been one of the most revelational players this year. He's really come out of his skin and really improved this year. Um, and even guys like Tommy Gilbert and uh, Jeremiah Nanai, they've um, yeah, they've been solid in the back row. And uh, it's kind of weird when you see these Cowboys wins happening and there's not the big, huge performance by Jason Tomalolo. Like, usually in the years past, it was because he ran for 300 metres and 26 hit-ups and 14 tackle busts. But um, Lolo seems to be sort of just chilling in the background with all these other guys taking control, which is a good thing if you're a Cowboys fan. Yeah, well, that's what you need, isn't it? The whole team playing there. Their- their part it's a team sport so you need the whole team going going forward uh just looking at their bench the cowboys uh before we get on to the night like hamaso <laughs> mm. he, he's got a bench spot there here on lukey cohen hess and griffin neem like jake granville he's yeah, i think jake, jake i think jake granville is one of the best interchange players at the moment he can put a lot of spots and he doesn't let you down anywhere they threw him in fullback last year and he was even good but yeah, name and ruben cotter at, at number 10 like yeah you wouldn't think that Ruben Cotter starting the year. He's he's a he's a hooker. I think Cowboys have got thirty of them, but doesn't yeah, show Ruben a lot Cotter of respect for the opposition when the opposition's got David Clemmer and Daniel Saifidi, two New South Wales Origin props, and the Cowboys yeah. are just going, "Nah, we're just going to chuck Ruben Cotter at the ten. He'll be sweet." Yeah, like he's just going to he's just going to cut them down and bend them backwards. Like yeah. I didn't wouldn't have seen that at the start of the year, but heading over the nights, like they're in all sorts. They've dropped both their halves. Yep. Like, you, you've got Tex, Hoy, Phoenix, Crossland. Mm. Have they even played this year? Well, they, like, Tex has played a couple of games off the bench. Same with Phoenix. Look, th- those two guys are their project players. You can't just act both your halves. No. Like, no. You, well, I think, like, I think that's... Three weeks, ago, you, three weeks ago, you're saying, you know, Cliff is a pretty good buyer. Bring him into the Knights. And mm. three and weeks later, hey, you're he, kicking them in the gut. He was leading the Daily M's after two, three weeks. So... Oh, man. Like you got to stick with your team a little bit. Like, yeah. you can't just... Look, they oh, have they're had... not injured or anything, I don't think. Like, he got hooked on the weekend. Yeah, I mean... A little bit of the game, Clifford. There's still a couple of key injuries. Lachlan Fitzgibbon comes back this week. He will be a bit of a, a plus for him. Obviously, Mitch Barnett's still out with uh, suspension. Um, Dane Gay guy's out with a fractured uh, cheekbone at the moment. Heimel Hunt, I don't think, still has made a, an appearance yet this year. Both the halves are gone, Clune and Clifford. So, and... We're still persisting with our second string hooker and Chris Randall because uh, Braley got injured in preseason. So there is a lot of injuries there. It's probably they're probably missing half of their starting thirteen at the moment, which doesn't spell good news. But um, I mean, there's still some talented players there in the in the Knights team. But yeah, I've got a stat here. Um, the first three games of the season, when they were looking the goods, uh, they scored twenty six points in one game and they scored twenty points in the other two games. In the last five weeks, they have scored a total of 26 points. It doesn't say a lot for Joey Johns, does it? He was there bringing well, in their attacking coach. and Well, he's, uh, the word is he hasn't been there for the last four weeks. I don't know how strong yeah. that story or rumour is. Apparently, he had a bit of a falling out with the coach, and he hasn't been there for the last month. And if that story's true, it kind of uh, adds up with the timeline that maybe the players were on Joey's side and... 
they've stopped scoring points and now they're getting absolutely flogged in games since he hasn't been there. So um, I don't know if that's a power play behind the scenes. Maybe they're intentionally trying to get O'Brien sacked so Joey can come back and be the saviour and be the head coach. I don't know how true those stories are, but the way it's looking, I mean, can, can they play any worse than they have? Look, I understand dropping one of your halves for a game and say, go back there and sort yourself out. But to drop both of them at the same time, I don't know what's going on. They might come; these two might come out and just blitz the Cowboys, but I can't see it happening. I think Cowboys going to put forty on them. Yep, I definitely think it'll be a whatever the margin is in this game. It'll be definitely more than that. So, and plus um, the Cowboys playing at home, uh, Townsville's a bit of bandwagon supporter, so Cowboys up in third spot. You might get twenty thousand this game, and yep. they might be cheering pretty loud at this game. So it might be a good atmosphere. I'll be there. Yeah, are you going to wear a Cowboys t-shirt of some sort? Like you always say, you wear. Why don't you get a Cowboys shirt? You say you always I'm not going, support the opposition. The so yeah, well that's what I'm saying. Well, where do you sit? Are you just going to get a Cowboys shirt? I'm, <laughs> I might actually get one this week. Oh, yeah, here he is! There he is! He's a Broncos man finally owning a piece of Cowboys memorabilia. That'll be a first. Well, I mean, both your kids go for the Cowboys, so good. Might have to get on. Good. They're the only smart ones in the family, along with Sarah. By the sounds of it. Uh, I'll keep. Bonnie will be a Broncos supporter. No, she won't. She'll stick with that. Not if Uncle Jace has anything to do with it. All right, so, yeah, nothing more to say about that game. It's going to be a debacle. I'll um, I'll be happy for one of my teams, and I'll be absolutely crying for the other one. Two o'clock, <laughs> Amy Park in Melbourne. Melbourne Storm are hosting the Dragons. Um, Storm, like the Panthers, they're just rolling on all cylinders. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, it, it's as much as this season is going quite well for a few teams. It's looking more like a two horse race again for the third consecutive year between the Storm and the Panthers. The Dragons, I mean, they get a couple of players back this week. Jack Bird's back for them. Um, they haven't been too bad. They are coming off a win, um, but yeah, do you get the Dragons any chance to be within twenty points of the Storm? I give them a chance to be within twenty. Okay, but I give them a chance to win. No. Dollar five, take the banking, take the uh, <laughs> take the dollar five. Way better than bank interest. Okay. Gamble responsibly. Yep. Ben Hunt, you, you'll bag him every year, but you've got to say he turns up for his, his club every game this year. I don't bag he Ben Hunt. Been, I like Ben Hunt. I think he's actually been pretty good has in been recent years. Awesome. He, he kicked forty twenty on the weekend again. Yeah. He kept the, kept the Dragons in it. He just fights on every play. He said it himself after the game. He's loving his footy. Melbourne going to be too too big a mountain to climb. Melbourne, they're awesome to watch. How good's watching yep. Pappy and like even Justin Olam the other day just struggling off people, making his run to the line. Mm. People in PNG would be taking their clothes off going crazy. Yeah. Well they'd love it. That's the uh that's at least the shining light for um for next week when we go to Magic Round is the the blockbuster Saturday night game at seven thirty is going to be Storm versus Panthers. Oh, so mate, that's gonna be an awesome game. I can't wait for that. Yeah, we'll we would have watched two games before then and been in the corporate box for about six hours, so uh we may have had a, a sneaky sherbet or two by the time that game starts. Yeah, probably one or two, but that's going to be the game, the game magic round, and I just hope the rest don't wreck it like last year magic round and they start sending players off left, right and centre because uh, that's going to be the game to watch. Just quickly on uh, the magic round, our corporate box that we're in, have we got a cocktail maker? Is there going to be espresso martinis available for us? Like, What's what's on offer there? There's no espresso martini, so oh. there's spirits and beers, and it's uh, it's a very good corporate box. Okay, well, I'm looking forward to it, but it would have been better if there Very was espresso cool. martinis, but anyway, I guess we can maybe get one or two of them later. Uh, get them after. 4 p.m., Points Bet Stadium in Sydney, the Sharkies. 
looking to bounce back after a bad loss to the Broncos. Hosting the Warriors, and the Warriors have been a, a, an okay team this year. They've been better than what I thought they were going to be. Um, haven't won that many games, but they've definitely been competitive. Uh, Reese Walsh, he'll definitely be out to probably prove maybe for that possible vacant fullback position for Queensland. I think this is actually going to be a close game. What do you think, Reese? Worst thing for the Warriors is that the Sharks lost last week to the Broncos. Mm, true. So they're going to be out for out for a bit of blood, eh? Blood in the water, the Sharks will kill. Warriors won that last week against... Uh, who they play last week? They got that golden point game uh, against the Raiders. That's right, the Faders. Mm-hmm. They were up pretty big in the first half, but got run down. And Matt Lodge played a bit of a leading role in that and got a little knock, little poke in the eye, and he laid down, got two points. Mm-hmm. But... This week, the Sharks, I think Nico Hines, he, he uh, would have learned a lot last week and you can't just read the papers and pass the ball to Talakai. Yeah. Because not, like I said before, it's a team sport, so mm. that's not that's not your only go. you got to get your forwards going forward before you can start going wide and I think they would have uh, spoke about that this week and yeah, I, I think Sharks would be too good for the Warriors. They, they got a good win last week that they probably didn't deserve to win. Mm. So, like Warriors as a whole, they'll probably have a week off this week. Yeah, a couple of big outs for him. Jesse Arthurs did his shoulder, so he's out this week. Um, he was actually going pretty good for the the Warriors this year. And uh, Josh Curran, not in the team as well. I like Josh Curran. He's, um, I think he's a possible bolter as well for, for representative honours. And, um, yeah, th- those two losses are probably just – they lack a little bit of class, I think, not having those two guys there. So, yeah, you're right. It probably, um, probably will be a Sharks win. But I don't know. I don't think they're going to flog him. I think it could be a little bit closer than we think. One player I don't know too much about is uh, Dejan Arcee playing in 5'8". He come from the Cowboys. I, I can't remember him even playing for the Cowboys, but he must have played one or two games. Mm. Oh, I think he was probably uh, in the background. I just, oh, what happened to Cody Nicarima? Where's he gone? He's not even in the interchange or anything. He must be injured at the moment. Must have got a yeah. training injury or something. But uh, another bit of sad information coming out of this, this week is that one of the greats, Ash Taylor, is retired. He's oh. arthritis in the hips. I did see that, mate. I did see that. Arthritis in the hips. Now, apparently he's had both hips operated on. Uh, I, didn't, mm. I didn't know that about Ash Taylor, and I might maybe take some harsh things I've said about him back in the past because as a former athlete like myself, um, and you know, I struggle with a bit of hip tightness and soreness whenever I'm killing people at golf these days, um, hips are important. And uh, when you're in your 20s and you've got both of them operated on, I've seen a lot of professional athletes, you know, in other sports over the years. Once you've had hip replacement surgery or, or major hip surgery, you can pretty much spell your career over after that. So, yeah, poor old Ash Taylor. He's um, done it hard with the medical uh, retirement. But um, oh, I guess, mate, he stole five million from the Titans. So I guess he's got a little bit of a nest egg there. Oh, I hope he does have a bit of a nest egg there. He got he played the Titans well, like. <laughs> Uh, he's uh, done well for himself, get that million dollars a year, and Dave Fafita's taken him for a ride now too. So, oh, well, good luck in retirement. Hopefully he gets a, stays in the game and maybe coaches a couple of young kids here and there. But on his day, Ashtale's up there with the best of them, but he just didn't have too many good days. No, there weren't a lot, unfortunately. I just had a quick read. Uh, Cody Nicarim has got the old COVID, so he's out for oh. he was out for last week, so he must have not trained this week. So a Spicy yeah. cough. Got another one. Yeah, takes down another one. Yep. Robs us on them for the next two weeks. <laughs> but no, nah, should be a good week of footy and get through this one. I look forward to getting down there next next Thursday for Magic Round. Yeah, Magic Round, I cannot wait.
That's going to do it for NRL 720 podcast. Finally back after a week off, Reese. Um, I might actually get around to watch some of the footy this week, but you enjoy that debacle of a game up in Townsville this weekend. I'll watch the demolishing. Yeah, it's going to be anything but that. All right, we'll see you next week. Thank you.